I'd like to know if you have a question of the day. This is my radio voice, Stephen. <laughs> so my question cough, is... Cough, son. Do they still do that? <laughs> uh, what do you mean? You don't remember when I... You know, cough. Go ahead, son, cough. The doctor? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. They'd grab your testicles and say, <laughs> cough. And uh, I thought, this can't be real. You know, This I have, can't be in a medical textbook. I have, grab the child's testicle and make him cough. What's that going to tell you? But I, I have two daughters, so hopefully they don't do that. Let me put it this way. It hasn't been done to me in a long time. So is it only for adolescent boys? Uh, you know, I don't think it was done to me as an adolescent. Is that it, true? This is a, it came from Schenectady sort of thing. Maybe it is, yeah. yeah. Well, we did have a, our own brand of healthcare upstate New York. All right, go ahead. You got a question? Yeah, so my question is, and it's, it's a weird question. The questioner is in his 20s, and he says, all you guys in your 40s and 50s, what advice would you give me now in my 20s if I want to, you know, be a success, be Isn't happy, Isn't that like whatever? every question on... A lot of questions like that. It seems like a lot of Can people I tell in you their something? 20s Can I are tell you really something? scared. It's going to sound mean. I, I don't really like the questions generally about like, how can you help me become more successful? I agree with you. And the reason I don't like them is it's kind of shortcutty, and I think not asking the right questions. So like success... And this is just me. I'm probably wrong on this. Also, I think that, yeah, this is totally me and I'm probably wrong. So most people who hear this will probably hate this. I think having financial success as a goal is a crazy goal. And it's not just because it's kind of backwards that, you know, it's the thing that you do or create or are good at or fall in love with or whatever that will end up helping you become financially successful. It's just that I think financial success in and of itself is a very common, common, common goal but I don't think it makes people very happy. I mean, the diminishing returns on happiness or satisfaction as relates to income, we know empirically are pretty, pretty. the, the diminishing returns are large. The returns diminish. Okay, so... so Sorry, well, I didn't no, mean no, to rain I, on your question. No, I totally agree. Because I think most people think the word success means financial success. We're just calling it as it is. When someone says, how do I achieve success? And you people in your 40s, like you're right, they want a shortcut so that they don't have to wait till forty or fifty or sixty or whatever. Uh, but the other thing is they don't know what the word success means. They assume it means money, uh, a number in the bank account. When even that, you know, as you say, there's not only is there are there diminishing returns, but there's all sorts of skills related to having money. There's there's making it, there's keeping it, and there's growing it. And there those and are, there's making it rain. That's a big one. <laughs> yes. But but I, I think, you know, a lot of people make it and then they lose it. So there's... there's well, that's you, true. You know, there's a, a proverb somewhere, you know, the first time you go broke, the second time you go broke, and the third time you keep it. Right. But there's also th the proverb about shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves in three generations. Yeah. Right? Ever, so, it's, yeah. so it's really hard to both make it and then keep it and then grow it. I but agree. I think the question's upside down. I'm in my 40s. I want advice to be more like how I was in my 20s. So in my 20s, I had more friends. I would go really? out more. Yeah. You have so many friends now. Well, I have I don't know anybody who doesn't like you. <laughs> well, I have a, a I have a lot of people that I like, but I don't go out and hang out but with my friends. But that's a function of your utility, you know, as you get older, you have different And here's the other thing though, in my 20s, I was really really happy and I was making no money. Mm. So, like I used to go basically play backgammon, chess and pool every night. 
I would play games all the time. My, I loved my work at a, I was okay, a so low level programmer. Okay, so let's break it down. Let's break it down. What were your obligations to I, anyone then? Zero. Yourself? Okay, so what would you do when you had time? You would play games, right? Right. So, do you think maybe the reason you're less happy now, even though you have more money, is that you have obligations and or not enough time uh, I would not. Games. I would not say that I'm less happy now. But I would. Oh, say, I thought you said you did. Sorry. I, I would say happiness is a harder effort now. Happiness came a lot more freely in my 20s. Now I need, in addition to happiness, I need a kind of certain level of whether you call it contentment or well-being, which I think is a different thing. May I suggest though that one reason that a lot of people either get less happy as they get older or think they are less happy as they get older is because the obligations that they take on, whether intentionally or unintentionally, and one of those obligations, for instance, is having a family. So like the minute that you decide to have kids or the minute you have kids, and if you have responsibility to those kids, you are paying it backward in such an intense fashion, right? Yeah, and it's, look, we all love our kids, but before I had kids, I really did not want to be a father. I was scared to death of being a father. Was it, in retrospect, do you feel the fear was misplaced or did you feel that you properly calculated how much obligation and duty and work and money it would take and you think that, you know what, um, I can see why I was against it because it's asking I, a lot of me. Yeah, I can see why I was against it. Fortunately, I have kids. I love my kids intensely. They're, they're the loves of my life. And it seems as though you don't resent or regret the effort, money, whatever it takes to be, uh, uh, you know, a dad. Oh, my God, though. It was so much stress because I amped up my, the first time I made money, yeah. I amped up my lifestyle so much that then the obligations essentially drove me to have suicidal ideation to to support, but the only reason I didn't actually was probably because I, I didn't want my kids to not remember me. I'm not entirely sure where this conversation is going, but stick around for this short break and we will find out when we come back. When you're short-staffed, there's no time to deal with the dozens of different job sites. However, most business owners will tell you that your company is only as good as the people you hire and posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. I could tell you this is 100% true. Until now, though, thanks to ZipRecruiter.com, you can post to 100-plus job sites with one single click and be instantly matched to candidates from over 6 million resumes. Just post once, and within 24 hours, watch your candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses, and you could try it right now for free. Still sounds too good to be true? Well, Scott, a current ZipRecruiter user, has said that he used to post to several places and get a million resumes, but only a few responses from qualified candidates. However, now that Scott has started using ZipRecruiter, his company has hired some of their best employees. Go to ZipRecruiter.com question and get your perfect candidate before they go to somebody else. You can try ZipRecruiter today for free only at ZipRecruiter.com question. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash question. So no offense to you, and I don't mean to sound insensitive, but that was your own fault. Yes. Also, I, I, so I like, completely take the right. blame. Because like... I don't uh, blame anyone right. else. It is interesting. Like, you know, no child ever born in the history of the universe ever asked to be born, right? Good Moreover, point. they didn't ask to be born to 
this set of parents in this place and time and so on. And then once they get there, then the parents have all the obligation to do all this stuff. And some parents do it well, completely. Some parents do it not very well, very incompletely and so on. But but I, I do think, though, there is this cognitive bias or or not. I don't know what you want to call it. Where everyone, once they have kids, everyone, everybody I know says, oh my God, it's the greatest blessing in the world. And they don't acknowledge that. You know what? It might not be. Like, yes, your kids are going to grow up to be great and you love them and so on. And I certainly don't regret having kids. But at the same time, my life maybe would have been totally different yeah, but it's hard. without all those obligations. It's also really hard to, obviously, to know the counterfactual, right? So you could have been a 40, how old are you, 46? 47. You could have been a 47-year-old guy with more disposable income than you really need. Playing games every night. Playing games every night. <laughs> with my you, friends. Right, and you could be so bored and frustrated that you might have become, you know, incredibly depressed. And furthermore... If that was the life you were leading for so long, you might have needed to amp up the satisfaction you got from that lifestyle to the fact that you overcommitted. Maybe you would maybe you'd owe five million dollars in gambling debts. You, you don't you know. You are you are totally right. We don't know. I'm just all I'm saying really is treasure your lack of obligations now. Don't don't splurge the joy you are getting from lack of obligations now is the is and you know, use that opportunity to to not just seek happiness or success, but to seek uh contentment. Okay, so I love that message, and I would agree with it. Um, I also feel like a jerk now that you came in with a, a real honest, earnest question from someone, uh, and I just kind of, you know, crapped all over it. Let me I'll, try to offer— I'm the plumber there. I'll clean it up. <laughs> Let me try to offer—I'll tell you a story. It's a very small story, but I like it, about one young person who I feel is on the road to success. And I don't know how you're going to measure that success— it might be financial, might not. It might be academic. If you say Justin Bieber, I'm going to be upset. You, you just told my story, James. No, really? it's not going to be Justin Bieber. So, okay. So, did you know, James, that uh, that Freakonomics uh, radio, technically, Freakonomics, really, that we sponsor a, a little soccer team in England? Did you know that? I did not know that. So, um, so is it the the freaks? Do people no, call no, no, them? <laughs> no, uh, not yet, but it's new. So they might. Ch- no, no, no. The so freakazoids. So the way it works is there are many, many, many levels of soccer, especially in countries that have a, a long tradition of soccer or football, as they, they often call it elsewhere. And so this is like a fourth or fifth tier. So it's like way, 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 way down from the. They're like kinda a semi pro, like, kind of like the D, the D leagues in baseball. More like the L leagues, okay. perhaps. Okay, so there's a team in Shrewsbury, which is uh, a place I haven't been, but I'm planning to go for reasons that'll become clear soon. It's um, do they bury all the shrews in England? There, it's quite possible. I'll have to look. You need into to that. find out how they name that town. Uh, well, Charles Darwin uh, is from Shrewsbury, um, so I I rest my case. There, your case is rested. So uh, apparently, it's a lovely smallish city that I've not been to, but will be soon. And um, but I I got an email probably a year ago or so from a fellow whose uh, name is Alex Simpson, and he said that he explained that he is the media uh, manager for this uh, football club, uh, what they're called a Sunday League football club, small, you know, small time they play on Sundays, called Duncow FC. Duncow is like, you know, a brown cow, FC meaning football club. That's a standard naming device. So Duncow FC. And they were looking for a sponsor for their upcoming year. They'd only been in the league a year or two. They were doing quite well, but they needed some money for uniforms and to pay the referees and maybe to use the field, right? 
So I said, um, you know, we get a lot of crazy, interesting, fun queries like that via Freakonomics, and most of them we don't follow, but I like soccer, and my son loves soccer. So I wrote back, and I asked a little bit more, you know, what are you looking for, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he explained that um, he, he wanted an investment of 1,000 pounds for the years, about $1,500, and that it would go primarily to buying jerseys, and that if we wanted, we could put our logo, Freakonomics, on their kits. Can you name the team, though, Freakonomics? Well, uh, I didn't ask for that because I respected the Duncow tradition. And, uh, and But he made it clear that even that, you know, it was a relatively large amount of money for these guys who are all working. You know, a lot of them probably work two jobs. And this football is something that they love. And 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 the media manager made it clear that even though it wasn't a gigantic uh, investment, that it would be really meaningful. So I thought about it, and I thought, you know, $1,500 is not nothing, but it's also not a huge amount, and I'd like to help out. You know, it seems like a nice enough cause. So I said, how about um, I was going to be in England uh, a couple weeks or months later with my son going to watch a bunch of football matches because my son is a football nut. So I said, how about we meet up there and we talk about it a little bit more because I wanted to make sure it was, you know, real. And so we met up, and it turns out that this guy, Alex, who had been writing to me, um, was himself, I think when he began writing, 15 years old. Wow. So he was the media manager of the team. He's also like the assistant linesman, and his dad is the manager or coach of the team. His dad's probably a little bit younger than me even. And it turns out that we went over to me, and it was father, son, them, and father, son, me. And I was just so moved and tickled and impressed at this 15-year-old kid I'm sure Freakonomics was one of, you know, a hundred places he wrote thinking, who's going to be crazy enough to give me this $1,500? But I so love that he did it that then I immediately said, absolutely, I'll do it, whatever I can do to help. And you know what? You actually, that actually is the key to success if you're in your 20s. You have to reach out and push. You have to do something. No one's going to choose you sitting in your home. Like you weren't going to find him and give him $1,500. He had to reach out to a hundred people, not just you. He couldn't say it's either Freakonomics or I die. He had to reach out to a hundred people. He did it. He did the work. And that's what you have to do every day is you have to do the work every day. And that's the advice. I, the only good advice I can possibly give <laughs> someone in their twenties. Here, here. Agree entirely. He has to choose himself to do the work rather than waiting to be chosen. Agreed. And can we just say, uh, you know, go Duncow FC. And I, I will say this, as of today... I kind of want to sponsor a soccer team now, but have them... I want to name them. Well, um... Does that cost a little more? You're, I, I didn't get into that, but, you know, I'm sure we can find a team. What do you want to call them? I want to be in the, the same league as you. Oh, great. So Let's we're see. going up against so each other. So competitive. Can I say this? My team... My, my team. Listen, you got, you yeah, got into already, my head now. <laughs> But um, the team... We need a picture. Where's the... <clears throat> oh, there are pictures. If you anyone wants to Google Duncow Freakonomics... Duncow? Dun, D-U-N, like brown. Okay. Brown cow. Duncow FC Freakonomics. And you'll see the lads with their... Uh, their uh, their kits are... Their jerseys are red and white vertical stripes with the Freakonomics radio logo right there on the chest. And so, uh, are they winning? Did they win their league? So here's the beautiful part. as of As of today, when we're speaking... I may have missed last week's result. I think not. I think they're four wins, one defeat, which is quite great and substantially better than last year. Okay. So I'm going to say that's causal. Okay, find out who the worst <laughs> team in the league is. I'm going to sponsor them, and it's going to be the Bad News Bears all over again. <laughs> the Mighty Ducks. 
hear about our next question of the day, stay tuned. But first. Hiring? Need to fill an open position ASAP with a great candidate? Thanks to ZipRecruiter.com, you can post to 100 plus job sites with one single click and have the highest chance of finding that perfect candidate. Plus, instantly be matched to candidates from over 6 million resumes. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash question. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash question for a free trial. Here's a peek at what we have in store for you next time on Question of the Day. And, uh, you know, so you're a likable guy. I don't know if uh, if my wife called 50 people, if they would all fly in from around <laughs> the world. I don't even know if she would have 50 people to call. <laughs> Twitter followers are not the same as, like, friends who will fly across country and, and you know, surprise you. Surprise! <laughs>